Ladies and gentlemen, good evening, good afternoon, and good morning wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host with the most. They are in the captain's chair, they're at the wheel, and they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. And it is indeed a crazy time on the sea. Um, We're going through a storm. We got lots of stuff that's happening. Train derailments we got. Uh, just just insane, insane amounts of information and news stories and headlines that are just bombarding us left, right and sideways. But remember, the important thing that we need to keep in mind here while we go through this crazy storm, while we go through this squall, is we need to remember to focus on God, keep Christ in our heart, realize and understand that Number one, there's nothing we can do about what's happening in the world. We can only do and control what's happening in our own world, in our own ecosystem, right? In our own backyard. And so that's really the important thing. No matter what's going on around the world and our nation, forget about the headlines because none of it matters. None of it pertains to you. It's all designed to drive up fear, anxiety, depression, hopelessness, um, that's all it's supposed to do. If it bleeds, it leads, as they say. That's why I'm trying very, very hard 
and it, I don't really have to try that hard to be quite frank with you, but I do try hard to stay away from the headlines because it's easy to do. The reason it's easy to do, especially somebody like me who does a podcast, you know, there's, I have to keep reminding myself each and every day when I come on the air that I need to remain true to the mission here on this podcast. What do I mean by that? Well, I got to make sure I remain true in keeping everything God, health and wellness, family and country. There's nothing in the headlines that's really going to pertain to those four categories, maybe some here and there. But by and large, everything that's out there is not going to pertain um, to what we're discussing here. And like I said, the reason sometimes I, I have to try harder than other days to stay away from the headlines is because, you know, as a podcaster, and this is the human element coming out of me, I, I want to remain, and, and not that this is really important, but I want to become relevant for a good bulk of people. Why? Because I want to help a good bulk of people. So, you know, every once in a while I keep thinking, oh, if I read these headlines and give my own little hot take on it, you know, maybe that might spark some new listeners. I got to stay away from that because that's an evil trap that, that that's all Satan wants us to do, right? He, he, it's what he wants news and media personalities and podcasters to do. Talk about this. You, you, you stay on this trend, Jason. You talk about all these crazy bad things that are happening in the world, stir up anxiety and you stir up fear in people. They're going to come listening to you because they're going to be like, wow, this guy, he, he keeps his hand, he keeps his finger on the pulse. No, um, that's not the, that's, I'm going to make certain that that isn't this podcast. Um, because, I don't, I don't believe in that. That's one of the many, many reasons why I shied away from all the, you know, the many voices that I listened to. I got so sick and tired of the nonsense and the BS and the fear tactics of being, you know, of fear being stirred up. It's not a way to live life. And so we're going to do our best to always remain. I mean, we'll touch on the headlines here and there, but for the most part, we're going to remain in subject matters pertaining to God health and wellness. We're going to harass the wife a little bit on the phone, um, talk about the family and then, uh, how we restore our Republic. So that's, that's pretty much what you're going to get at his hard line, because that's the line that we hold over here. Everything else doesn't matter. What's going to happen with the financial system when it collapses is what's going to happen with the financial system when it collapses. Just have some cash on hand, have some silver on hand. What's going to happen with the food supply is what's going to happen with the food supply. Make sure you have a few extra, you know, food reserves, water, have some gun and, you know, firearms and ammo for hunting and, and protection. And if nothing else, let's just say nothing goes wrong. Have some extra ammo, some full metal jackets so you can plink around at a target around, you know, in your backyard. Unless you're Rita in California, you can't really easily do that. But, you know, Destry up there in a great white north of Alaska out there in moose country, he can plink off whatever the heck he wants, you know? So, you know, if nothing else, have some full metal jackets on hand just to have some fun target practice. So the bottom line is no matter what's happening in the headlines, don't let it stir you up. We need to pay attention to it, but we shouldn't allow it to let it dictate um, how we live our life on a day-to-day -day basis. Just pay attention to what's going on in your own backyard. So. So today we are uh, on episode 457. Well, first off, I almost did it again for a third show. Uh, it is February, Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. 
<clears throat> and again, welcome to His Hardline for episode 457. Today, I decided to rewind the clock and go all the way back to Genesis. What do you think about that? <laughs> Shut up, Alvin. I, I, that was very rude. I can't believe he just laughed at me. Dude, <laughs> stop it. That is rude. You shouldn't be laughing at people. That is just completely unbecoming. You shouldn't do that. You, Alvin. That was not nice. <laughs> he likes to laugh at me, that stupid little rodent. Yeah. All right, let's get right into the reading, shall we? No more messing around. So because Rita was, Rita and Fred were number three in joining in the live here, I, again, because that's something I'm going to try to remember to do every day uh, before I go on the air, I'm going to put up a number between one and five or one and seven, depending. I might do one and seven because I'm getting quite a few people that come here to listen live. But I think for starters, I'm going to do one through five. And uh, like I said, today was number three. Rita happened to be number three to come on. And so I allowed her to pick what version of the Bible I'm going to read out of. And it is a going to be the New King James Version. And today we are reading out of Genesis Chapter one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters, which were under the firmament from the waters, which were above the firmament. And it was so, and God called the firmament heaven. So that, so the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters, and he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so, and the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. <clears throat> then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. God set them in the firmament and of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said, let the waters abound with the abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and, and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. 
Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish and the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything that he made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And that, I thought there was more, but I guess that is the first chapter uh, of Genesis, verses 1 through 31. That's verses 1 through 31. So, uh, let me just go back to the chat here, see who's all here in the house. Let's see. What do we got here? What do we got here? We got Destry. We got Ron. We got Montana Deb. Who else? We got somebody with a Podbean given name. Nancy. Welcome, Nancy. Fred and Rita. Leslie Liberty. And Pam and Jean. All right. We are rocking here. We are rocking. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Yes, my wonderful wife. You know, I think I've turned her into a bread making. Oh, and then Tara and Rob. Yep, there they are. I think I've turned my wife into a bread making little slave because I went to the store today. Um, she discovered something. She had discovered that you can't um, because it's a long story. Anyway, she discovered that when you make sourdough bread, you can't make the dough in a bowl that is uh, a stainless steel bowl or an aluminum bowl or anything like that it messes i guess it messes up the um i don't know messes something up with the dough i don't know we'll, we'll have to bug her and harass her about it later but anyway she was also uh, saying that a lot of people who like to make sourdough bread typically have more than one dutch oven I'm like really i'm like these things are stupid expensive she goes yeah i know that's why we only have one i'm like oh. Like, all right. So today I decided to surprise her and we went, I went to home goods on my way home from work and got her another Dutch oven. It was the last one too at home goods. It was on the out of season stock. I was like, Oh man, I'm glad I got that bad boy. But when, when she, so it was good for her because she had two, um, loaves ready to go, right. To put in the oven, <laughs> she put she put both of them in the oven. And of course, you know, Dutch ovens are pretty heavy, especially when you got the bread in it on top of that. Yeah, the grate in the oven was like bowing down a little bit. I'm like, uh, I'm like, is that safe? Is that going to hold? <laughs> so she's like, yeah, it'll be fine. So anyways, yeah, I think I've created a, I think I created a sourdough making monster here. We're going to have bread coming out the wazoo pretty soon. 
Here's a thing real quick, guys. Okay, real quick. For for those of you that make sourdough bread, so we'll, we're going to we're going to have a we're going to harass the wife here in a little bit in the next show. Speaking of what she's in here in the studio bringing me freshly squeezed grapefruit juice and a piece of fresh sourdough bread right now as we speak. When we get done with this part of the show, we're going to go on to the next show. We're going to call. We're going to so we're going to ask her a question. But I'm going to ask you all the same kind of question. What kind of flour? I don't know, Leslie Liberty. We will ask the wife when we get back on the other side. I know, but I am going to leave you in suspense about the flour. Dun, dun, dun. But here's a question I want to ask all of you. For those of you who make sourdough bread, what I didn't know, I did not know this was a thing. What do you all call your little, your little, thing that you feed i guess apparently women and men too i guess people who are sourdough bread makers they call their starter a name everybody's got a name for it what do you call your starter i i I almost let it slip i'm gonna let you wait for the next show so you can hear what my wife calls hers and what others have called theirs according she was reading some of the names that people call their sourdough um, like different names. Oh my gosh. People get pretty creative with this stuff. It's, it's really insane. So, okay. Back to <laughs> go from Genesis, you know, to, to sourdough bread and what we name it. All right. So let's get back to Genesis here for a second. So we can go to the next show here now, <clears throat> excuse me. So the first chapter of Genesis describes the most extraordinary event in history of the universe. And if you actually think about it for a second, think of the word universe for a minute. Break that word up in two different parts. You got una, which is one, right? Like a unicycle, una, one, and verse, right? Like the verse in a Bible, one line. It's very interesting how all of creation, you know, beyond this world is called the universe. One, right? Like one line, one verse, one one word, right? It's pretty, pretty interesting. I was thinking about that the other day. But, you know, it's it's creation. And given what this moment represents and what we know about, you know, of science and nature, you know, this is often referred to as the greatest of all possible miracles. And the opening verses of the book of Genesis are nothing less than an account of how God, with a full purpose and intention, made everything exist. So what this account of creation tells us about God and his role in our origins is certainly interesting. Now, what's equally fascinating about these opening verses is what details they do not provide. Now, this, of course, is the reason for the controversy that often surrounds Genesis chapter 1. Now, while other events in the Bible may be given, you know, many thousands of words and, you know, minute details, the entire subject of creation is handled only briefly in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. And even among those who hold the Bible to be authoritative, inspired, and, you know, Inerrant, this leaves ample room for disagreement about how these verses are to be read in the present day. Excuse me while I take a sip of my freshly squeezed juice here. Mm, that's good, but I could tell she put some uh, aloe vera juice in it. She's trying to uh, do the old cheese, you know, she's trying to do the old uh, dog medicine pill and the peanut butter trick with me, you know, putting aloe vera juice in <laughs> In my citrus, in my uh, freshly squeezed juice. Yeah. Uh, oh, she says, ha ha, I did not today. Are you sure it tasted like it? 
Maybe I was kind of expecting it since it came from you. <laughs> Let's see. We got Brad for, oh, Brad from Kent County Assembly. Hey, Brad, how you doing, brother? Glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us on the live. Appreciate that. Um, let's see here. Oh, she says it's your new oranges. Yeah. So that's fake news too, by the way. So we bought oranges when we went grocery shopping, a little sidebar, and I'll get back to this commentary. Bought oranges. There was some special oranges there, and the package said juicing oranges. I was like, ooh, I wonder if this will yield more juice than the other oranges I've been getting. Nope. Spent a, a like another eighty cents more for these bag of oranges, thinking they're going to be more juicy. Nope, I got scammed. I got scammed. Oh, and my wife is saying just full of sugar oranges. Great, I got totally scammed. I should get my money back, but I'm just going to drink it. I'm just going to suck it up and drink it. Whatever. All right, <laughs> I'm just full of complaints. So now, questions inspired by this chapter <clears throat> have become long-running debates. Now, was the universe created in six literal 24-hour days or some longer period of time? Like, like how long, right? That's oftentimes the big question a lot of people always ask. Now, in, is the text meant to explain a literal process or symbolically represent the work of God? Or is this the account of the absolute beginning moments of Earth's existence? Or had God created something earlier with events occurring between verses 1 and 2? We don't know, right? All those questions have various answers, and those answers have varied levels of support and their own unique implications. And yet, despite what some well-meaning believers and even non-believers might think, most of these varied options don't conflict with the key theological truths of Scripture. So as a result, we won't spend a large amount of time or space discussing these specifics in this particular commentary, but the bottom line is this. Meeting the purpose of this, you know, particular ministry is that Genesis chapter one and two explicitly state several key ideas, which are for those who take the Bible to be the word of God simply beyond debate. And so while Bible believing scholars may disagree on how God created and when God and when God created, one thing is definitely undeniable. Well, what's that? Genesis chapter one. Chapter insist that God created. There's no denying that. So in other words, no person can claim to believe the Bible is truth, can also reject the belief in God as the creator. So if the scriptures are God's word, and they are, then God intends to be known as the creator of all things. So more than likely, this text was originally written by Moses under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And Moses, thanks to his upbringing, uh, as we can see illustrated in Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, was very familiar with pagan religious views. And so during the time in which Genesis was written, many cultures engaged in the worship of sun, moon, stars, seas, sea creatures, and other natural wonders. Genesis 1 counters that culture, as well as the naturalism of our modern day, by claiming that none of these things are God's. So stop looking at these things as if they're gods, because they're not. We only have one God, the creator. That's it. And rather, they are merely things created by the one true God. He alone is worthy of worship because he alone is the maker. He's the inventor of all things that we see. And so in the following chapters, we will come to know him as the God of Israel. Now, Genesis chapter 1 unfolds a story using repetition and rhythm. And this passage was originally composed in a Hebrew language under 
and often rigid structure. And these verses describe God's decrees of creation through the context of six individual days. See, many patterns are built into the text of this opening chapter. For example, one reoccurrence is God preparing the world to sustain something, such as life, right? Before creating that very thing in the same general order. So on day one, God created light. On day four, he created the sun, moon, and stars to distribute that light. On day two, God separated the waters, creating the oceans. On day five, he populates the oceans with the sea creatures of every kind. Day three, he creates dry land and fills it with vegetation. Then on day six, he creates the animals and human life ready to consume the fruit and the plants that existed on that land. So basically, Genesis 1 is a rich, detailed chapter, and this text is only the beginning of a fascinating, essential book for all who would know and understand God. So readers are strongly encouraged to take their time in reading and understanding these words and to enjoy the time spent gaining insight into the handiwork of God. So what do you think about all that? What do you think about them apples, huh? It's pretty impressive stuff. Tell you what, whoever wrote this commentary, I applaud them. So just FYI, I always put this uh, in the reference notes, or I should say in the show notes of the uh, podcast. Um, I do like this source. Um, so I get, I'm getting this commentary, just so you know, because I always like to keep it full disclosure. BibleRef.com is where I'm getting this commentary. I love this ministry. BibleRef.com. And he does an excellent job here with this, um, or she, I don't even know, he or she, but the author does an outstanding job with the commentary. Because like I said, remember, I am not a biblical scholar or priest, minister, nothing like that. I could definitely probably write my own commentary. And some days I do, depending, right? If it's something that really, really, really resonates and I can actually find ways to regurgitate it in such a, you know, a nice fashion without confusing you guys. But oftentimes I do like what comes from BibleRef.com. So I always like to make sure you guys know that, guys and gals, that just so you know, as impressive as that commentary is, I just want you all to know that was not my own words. Now, I do add some things here and there. Sometimes things will pop up in my mind. And yes, I insert things where necessary and where appropriate. But by and large, that was, like I said, that was just so I give you guys full disclosure. That was from BibleRef.com. A great ministry. Check it out. It's really cool. But um, yeah, I don't know what gotten into me. I was going to start either reading from Ephesians today or Genesis. So I, I left it up to my wife. I asked her, I said, what do you think I should do? Ephesians or Genesis? And she goes, ooh, Genesis. I'm like, yeah, you think so? She goes, yeah. Okay, well, that sounds good. We'll do that. So here we are. So we're going to end this in a prayer, and we're going to go to the other side for the next show. All right. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you very much for your creation. It's really exciting to get back to the basics and go all the way back to the beginning of the scriptures and read how you created everything and just kind of how you laid out the past, which leads us to where we're at currently in the present day. Thank you so very much for, for the stories. Your Bible not only is a history book and a story book, but it's also a war manual. It's a law book. It is, it is an instructional book on how we should live, how we should eat, how we should treat one another. It is the ultimate book that I think everybody should own 
whether they are a believer or not, because there's so much more in this book than just religious text. And we thank you for that. I appreciate all that you do for us. I hope you all, I hope uh, you, you, you continuously guide us in our life and show us where you need us to serve you and your people. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So we will close us out. We will be back on the other side. If we don't see you on the other side for the next show, we'll be back here tomorrow on Wednesday. And so until then or the next time, I hope you all have a great night or a great day wherever you're at in the world. And God bless.